Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Tex Kelly has over 2 million followers on TikTok. He's been featured in People, E!, and Newsweek. His handle is at SimplyTex, and everyone should go and follow him because his account is incredible. So welcome to Too Old for TikTok, Tex. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on here. So can you explain your TikTok content to our listeners? It's a lot of silly, a little emotional for some posts, and yeah, just things I think are... uh, yeah, silly. Silly is like the main gist of my content. I try to keep it fun and lighthearted and uh, welcoming for everybody. That's a great description. It is. When I go to your page, just clicking through all the videos, all of them make me very happy. So again, well, I'm glad. it's a good follow. And what's your background? So before TikTok and then explain how you got into TikTok and your sort of TikTok journey. Yeah. Okay. So my background before TikTok, I originally I was down the football rabbit hole um was playing from freshman year of high school into college and i thought that's what i wanted to do for a good chunk of my life then i got into business and kind of fell in love with that so i, I dropped out of the college i was playing um, quarterback at at the time and started a marketing company and uh i quickly realized that wasn't kind of that wasn't my thing um i think i was more attracted to the kind of glamour around the entrepreneur um, like kind of tag that you get with it. And um, I had a lot of resistance with, with even friends because I wasn't really me. Anybody who does know me, they say I'm very silly and uh, almost awkward at times too with it. So going into like that, um, the act of being a, an entrepreneur was pretty tough. I got up to 270 pounds from going t- from 205. So I, uh, I decided that it wasn't me and I started thinking okay what was my life before football Um, and it was entertainment and making people laugh and and acting and singing Um, although I can't do that anymore because of puberty and all that so I uh, was like you know I'm going to give uh, acting a try why not when COVID hit I lost a few clients with marketing and a buddy of mine had um, uh, taken his life on, on January 7th 2020 and I thought you know I really, it made me really think about like what I wanted to do. And I was going through a rough patch mentally at that time. And that, yeah, that was a good catalyst um, with everything going on in life. So I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into entertainment. And my family was like, okay. Um, so I worked for my buddy's landscaping company for a little bit, a local mo man out here in Humboldt. And I lost a whole bunch of weight. Um, and then when the time came for me to like really think about um, getting into movies and all that I hit up an agent who I did I auditioned for a TEDx talk a few years prior and um, she was a casting agent so I hit her up and I said hey I'd love to take you to a cup of coffee and get some advice and everything on what I should do because I want to move to LA and and do this I'm serious about it Um, sorry about the background noise if that's too loud that's right. Everyone should know you're you're in the middle of the woods, and uh, it looks yeah. great. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> redwoods. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah. 
So I, I did that and she gave me great advice. And one of the biggest things was like, you know, have humility with it and, and know your place with them because there's a lot of people in, in acting and in, in entertainment who they kind of like, I don't know, they know it all once they kind of get a little following or something. And um, I think every day is so different on the platform and even in the movie industry and uh, a day on set, you just never know what's going to happen. So that was like really, really good advice because the first movie experience I got to actually be on was a month later. And um, <clears throat> she booked me for background and stand and work for The Skies Everywhere. It's a film, it's A24 film with Jason Siegel. And that was just an incredible experience. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I really love this. Like people get paid to do that. And it's really cool to see all the moving parts uh, around it. So I was like, dad, I'm going to move down to LA and um, do that. That was going to be the plan for February, 2021. And this was November, 2020. So I had a couple months to stay home and hang out with my family. And I read this really cool book by Jenna Fisher called uh, Actor Survival Guide. And she played Pam in the office. So uh, one of the things that she talked about was creating your own content. And she had referenced uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia and how they had started with a $200 budget. And that really inspired me. So I started creating some content outside of the business stuff and, and more entertaining, silly things. And I did a video with my dad and he was like, you better not post that. And I said, don't worry, I'm, I'm sending it to my buddy, Tony. And I posted it on TikTok and that blew up. And I, to me, it blowing up at the time was like 40,000 views. And I was freaking out and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. And it ended up hitting a million. And I said to dad, I was like, you know, this could really help me out um, and open doors. And he was on board with it. So what was supposed to be me leaving in February ended up me leaving in uh, July when we had gotten up to like 2 million followers at that time on that account. And, uh, you know, I started Simply Text just a month before heading down to L.A. And and yeah, that's that's kind of how like TikTok started. It was just, you know that that tunneled down that uh content creation world and and uh, a door opener for for entertainment wow that's i feel like that journey is what i love about a lot of creators journey on tiktok like there's this sort of we keep hearing this similar story of people who had been creative as kids loved whether it was singing dancing maybe making people laugh and then you become an adult and you veer yeah. away from it and you go to school and you get a job. But like TikTok brought us all back to that. Like something happened. So I, that's what I love about TikTok. I'd love to hear more about just like, what do you love about TikTok? I really love that there's there's just so, there's an audience for everybody. And, and like you can really get your message across uh, depending on what you want to do. And, and TikTok kind of helps you find that audience. And then if you stay consistent with it, you, you know, it just grows and grows and grows. I didn't want to niche down too much, especially with dad and I's content. So we kept it very like lighthearted uh, pranks, you know, emotional stuff, lessons, you know, thing involving my mom and, and all kinds of different things. And I, I think it, we had a really, really wide range in our audience. And that was something I thought was really cool and something dad really pushed too because i could have like pushed the um the 6'6 380 pound bear coming after me narrative so easily and i think we could have probably had way more followers if we did that but 
he was like, I want to do something different um, in Mosa Repose. And that was really, really cool and really challenging to write because I would spend so many hours writing and he'd come back home from work and we'd meet up at the house and um, we'd film. So he was working like so many hours of the day um, and really, really hard work too. And then coming home and filming with me. So it just was like such a cool experience to to do that with him and um, write all kinds of fun, different things and mess around with some of the trends. We found that the trends never helped uh, mine and his content. It was always doing something a little bit different and even creating a trend that was pretty crazy and one that I did not expect to blow up. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's always it's so interesting how the platform is. What was the, the trend you guys created? Could you tell us more about that? So I was like, one of them uh, I'd mentioned to dad, I, I said, uh, here's a crazy one. What if I what if mom said something to me? And I was like, uh, shut up, mom. And he and I both <laughs> looked at each other and, and cringed because if I ever said that in real life, I mean, <laughs> kind of crazy. So uh, we filmed it. And at the time, I thought dad had gotten up to like a hair inch too soon. So I was like, OK, this is kind of a throwaway post. I'll just do it to stay consistent with the content. And um, the thing with dad and I, when we were doing videos, it felt so real if I saw him on the camera because we're doing a selfie mode. So like it, it was a genuine reaction of mine, even though it was always acted out. So when he got up from the couch, you know, coming from my head, I thought that was real. Uh, and then we go into the playfulness um, where he starts to back, you know, go back to the chair and mom's like, it's okay. And, and I said, whoa, okay, big guy. And, uh, you know, just like the the serious to funny. And, and we had a lot of videos where we, we played with that emotional side of things. Um, and I think that's one of the things that made that account so special and, and really being able to do all that stuff with dad, you know, and yeah, it was, it was really cool. His, his He passed away a, a year ago on August 5th, and that's coming up this week. Um, so it's been a really, you know, challenging time to kind of navigate that emotionally and, um, you know, a really, really good time to reflect on, on all the cool stuff too. And that's something that dad really instilled was always looking at more of the positive side of things and, and even feeling the emotional uh stuff too and, and uh, crying if you need to so yeah it's it's a real special time like this year and, and uh, even talk about that I love kind of telling his story yeah I one thing that I just love about your content is that you have been you you have this really strong connection with all of your viewers with your audience and so when you went through that it was like we were all going through it with you and you you know it really it meant something to feel like your audience could support you through that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love to hear more about like, yeah, the community you, you built and just like sort of how, how that community has helped you through, you know, this, these past few years. Uh, it's helped a lot. I, I, like I said, with when, uh, I don't know, I feel like when, when you're not doing what you're kind of like destined to do, you know, you have resistance and I had that with entrepreneurship and, and then when I started entertainment, it was very easy and there's a lot of supporters and I uh, like, you know, very few haters, I'd say like probably one out of a thousand comments was, was a hate one. And obviously that one is always the one that sticks out and annoys you and everything. But um, dad and I got over that real quick and I feel like he was just such a genuine 
person. And I feel like when you are genuine and you're authentic and you're yourself and, and you're human too, everybody is that. So it's, it's much easier to relate and, and have a connection with them. Um, so with TikTok and acting and, and even the community built when dad passed too, it was, it's been really, really special because, you know, I, I talked to some people and, um, you know, they, they've lost family and some haven't, but they felt like they knew dad, uh, in, in a really, really cool way. And, um, that's like really, really special to me because I don't want to get choked up. But I, it, it's, it's just really, really cool. You know, um, makes me realize how lucky I am there. You know, there's, there's many, many messages with kids who, who didn't have that growing up with their, with their dad or their mom. And, um, you know, dad was always like, well, it's just so normal for us to have that. And, uh, you know, dad was my, he wasn't my biological father, um, which some people thought was even cooler because you, you know, and, uh, I, I'm reminded every day when I see those messages or those comments about that. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's surreal and a, and a crazy time to reflect on all that too, uh, coming up. But yeah, it's, it's been really, really cool to build that community and, um, just talk with everybody and uh, yeah. Yeah. Why do you, what do you think it is about your content that has really resonated with people? I was asking my girlfriend that the other day. I, I think it's just because I, I, I show almost all of it, like all the emotions. If I'm feeling bad one day, I don't really, I don't, I definitely don't try to mask it with a, like a comedic post or anything. Um, I'll kind of, I'll feel what I'm feeling and, and talk about it. And I look at the message of what that day is like for me. And um, I'm like, oh, I know that someone's going to relate to this. So I'll post something and you know, if I'm feeling great one day, then I'll do that. And I think that's something with like grief in life in general is you have your up and down days, um, the days where you feel like you can really just take it all. And then uh, the days where it's like, man, life is really unfair and it kind of sucks to, to have to feel all this and, um, you know, lose, lose people that you love. And so I, I really try to be genuine with that. And because um, like the whole goal of getting in our t- into entertainment is is connecting with people on another level and, and with acting um, more specifically is like telling a story that moves people you know so I think with with comedy it's dad always said it was it's a it's a medicine in a form and then on the emotional side of things it's it's letting people know that you you can be real and you can talk about what you're what you're going through and what you're feeling and uh, it'd be okay if you're if you're sad about it you know yeah, I think it's so amazing that you've helped so many people with your videos and just having them resonate. Um, and you mentioned grief and you you know, you have to go through your own grief, which is so hard. And then you have to go on display kind of publicly because all your videos, you know, your dad and you are out there and everyone kind of feels like he's they're missing your dad, too, because as you said, they feel like, you know, they they knew him. So how do you handle the, you know, the private from the public? dealing with the grief and the whole TikTok version of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, <clears throat> the public side of that is like probably tip of the iceberg of what kind of goes on in the background with, with grief. And, um, cause like even last night, I mean, it's like anime, anime crying on my, uh, on my couch. And 
like one of the few nights I think where I've cried myself to sleep in recent months. And that's something people don't really see on, on the platform and something that I don't want to uh, show because I don't want people to think that there's any milking of, of any of that um, going on. And so when I do post, you know, something on the sadder side of things, I really take it delicately because I, I don't want closed doors with people. That's like why dad and I never talked politics because we knew that if it was one issue, it was closing the door with so many hearts. And um, so I, I do, I try to take it as delicate as possible and um, be as genuine as possible. And, you know, if I feel those feelings of, or the tears coming, I mean, they, they, it just happens naturally. And um, yeah, so, but yeah, there is that, that uh, tip of the iceberg kind of thing with it. Like there's a lot that isn't shown and, you know, the stresses and all that and um, things that I'm trying to find out on this on this journey and, um, you know, questions that I ask myself regarding my girlfriend. She has four kids. And so it's uh, it's been a, a journey with that and thinking, OK, how would dad react here or um, what's kind of the lesson that that's to be learned or and then with grief, there's so many confusing feelings, you know, and um guilt should i be having fun should i be trying my best right now is it too soon to come back like things like that and um yeah it's there's just there's definitely those struggles but i think just going about it as best you can and and kind of having a positive mentality around the day and really consciously thinking about everything that you're grateful for has helped me out a lot and I think it's so cool, too, that you guys have all these videos together now that yeah. you can look back on. You know, that was that was something beautiful that came out of the TikTok fame. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. I mean, we had uh, over 500 videos that we recorded from January to July and um, a ton in draft that the plan was to drop one every single week when I was down in L.A. And then if I ever if the, when the time came for us to either do something brand related um i'd fly up to humboldt we do that and then film more ideas that that i came up with or or dad dad got pretty involved towards the end there too um with some of the creative stuff and it was really cool to kind of see him break out of his shell because you know growing up dad and i would watch so many movies together and um there was a predictability in every single one of that he saw that i didn't it was just it came easy to him so um it was really cool to see him kind of get into that because at, at first it was like that menacing. He didn't say anything, but his face did, you know, then there was the comedic timing that he had with some of the posts and the one liners that he would say, and it would make the post, you know, pop. And, um, I always said like from the start with that account, dad was the star and it was really cool. <sighs> Yeah, I really felt like he deserved um, that, and like, sorry about that. I, no. he, he had worked so so many years, really, really hard. So, um, yeah, it was cool to to kind of like share the world with him and uh, share him to the world, and 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 for people to see that light. And you know, it was just so true. I mean, people gravitated towards him; they loved him, and. Uh, every like how he was in person was that attraction online too 
uh, I mean, he walked into a room and, and he lit up the place and uh, always made people laugh. And um, it was so, so cool to see that happen online, too. Um, so, yeah, it was like, yeah, that's I forgot what the question was, but, you know, there we are. <clears throat> yeah, no, you you answered it. Um, well, I'd love to talk also about you've got a lot of content around Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> um, switch so gears. If you haven't, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't heard it in his voice yet, you definitely, you've got a very familiar voice. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that sort of side of your content too. Like yeah. where did that start and, and how did those ideas come about? So that kind of, I mean, that started growing up. Um, grew up I was actually made fun of uh uh in high school freshman year of high school I was joining the football team and I said uh hey guys and uh the team I'm not gonna I won't say the guy's name because he and I are friends now but uh he said uh he like make mocked me when I said that and so I've always felt really really self-conscious about my voice um people have said it was more like on the feminine side or whatever Justin Timberlake was at the time I forget what it is um uh, dang, I'm, I'm forgetting the term, but it's like, you know, more, I, I don't even know if it's feminine. I think it's just my voice and many other people's voices, but, you know, more of a, of a higher pitch, um, a little bit nasally, I would say. I always say I'm like a nasally, you know, larger version of Ryan. But yeah, it started in high school. And then when we were doing TikTok, I did one post where I was like, dad was, you know, loved singing in front of the mirror with his high heels on to all out of love by air supply and i started singing it and and people pointed it out um early on on tiktok with dad and i and then when i started on my account i started doing reaction videos to um people's crazy things like you know defecating in the shower or uh two uh people who were uh flipping off a camera at one point and they were doing a joke that's why i did the joke too um on them i i i try to stay away from people who are genuinely doing things that are kind of strange because um, I don't want to like hurt their feelings but I love joking on jokes and that most of the stuff that people do I even think the defecating the shower one was one of them I hope so, I hope so um, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah that it started with with that TikTok um, with that and then I started incorporating more and more and more and then when I was on simply text I was like you know what I the mannerisms and, and kind of life and i feel like we can attribute stress and anxiety to that very very linked so it's like i'm gonna start doing more more deadpool stuff um <clears throat> a guy jose from Alestra studios sent me a, a mask back in november and that was really really cool uh custom made it took four weeks to come in and and then um Las Coast Roast, a cold brew coffee company that I worked with in marketing back in 2018, sponsored the rest of the suit. And that took about four months to come in. Um, and then when that came in, I was like, okay, there's a there's a huge field here, whether it's cosplay or, or something uh, that we could do surrounding Deadpool. Um, so I started doing that. And I've, I'm in talks with this team right now um, on content and collaborating. I've been in talks since... August 16th and then when they got a new guy heading um, the social media side for Ryan uh, back in January I've been we've been talking since then so 
we're friends and um uh it's just figuring out the perfect time to do a collaboration uh, many times that there's there's probably been like 30 ideas sent back and forth but that perfect one where everybody's really on board is just waiting to happen and i'm excited about that and to see like and to know that their team has laughed about some of the content and hasn't sent a cease and desist letter (laughs) yet (laughs) that's so huge that you and ryan are going to collaborate oh my god congratulations we cannot wait to see that yeah it'll be fun there was a uh uh today episode where he was reacting to some of the stuff people have posted regarding him and uh my agent hit me up and and so did julian um who works there uh he sent me a message and was like well here you are and i was like oh shoot like that was crazy i didn't even know that they were going to use that piece of content on there um so it it was really funny to see that and now it's just thinking of new creative ways to do something with him or other people um, a buddy of mine is in the UFC. I, he and I are going to start uh, doing some bantering type posts back and forth for fun and kind of see where that goes. Ooh, I love that. So we'd love to hear more about what your For You page looks like. What are you enjoying on TikTok? <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's, there's a lot of different things on my For You page because I'm, I'm scrolling because most of the time when I'm looking, it's for stuff to react to. Mm. so you know i'll go through hundreds of posts in an hour first couple seconds to see and a lot of it's you know uh justin dangley he's a he's a buddy of mine he he's the one who uh who's like listen did you know and he says like this cool little facts and um him you know to like basketball content which is strange because i don't i'm not a huge basketball fan um (laughs) see some of that on there Uh, one guy who's been on my for you page a lot lately is bryce hall which oh, I used yeah. to not really kind of care too much for his content because it was more like shirt off dancing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But now he's going into more comedy. And oh. I think it's really cool to see him cut to redirect in that way because he's getting older. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's it varies a lot. There's some weird things that come onto my for you page. Uh, this one comedian from Canada named Devin, he uh, he has like 15 pages that earn the millions of followers he's always getting banned because he's make he's he presses a line with these jokes um which is like oh oh my i I couldn't even imagine saying some of them and like all everybody that i know on the influencer side who is like famous um always reacts to him Hmm. and i think that's why he kind of it's always on my for you page but um because i don't like any of the content and once you do i mean tiktok just like hammers it down your throat yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I, I guess just that. My, me and my girlfriend's For You pages are so opposite. <laughs> She'll send me things that she's like, this is hilarious. And I'm like, that's not fun. Like, to me, it's not fun. And she's just dying about it. And my page, uh, if she, if we're, you know, laying uh, in the bed next together at night and we're scrolling, she's like, can we go on my phone now? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's really interesting how how it's like that on TikTok too. Totally. Right, for you guys. We get a lot of, I mean, I get a lot of comedy stuff. I feel like Melissa and my, we will send each other videos. We have like a little group chat and most of the videos we send between each other, it's like, I've already seen that one. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, Ours are pretty very similar. <laughs> so we're actually, so now we're getting into Alabama Rush TikTok. It's that time of year 
where all the sororities are rushing. Do you get any of that at all? No. No, I don't. <laughs> see if your girlfriend gets that. But it's very fascinating okay. to see how these southern schools rush sororities in Alabama or Georgia. Hey. And um, these girls who are rushing, they become these TikTok celebrities. And then you wait that week and you get to see if they made it in the sorority house they choose. So it's really like watching a little reality show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty yeah, cool. All on, all on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I, uh, I will say there is a lot of comic and movie stuff now on my TikTok mm -hmm. since I've kind of gone down like the cosplay um, route. Oh, yeah. It's uh, yeah, I've seen I'm seeing a lot of stuff and some things I'll, re I'll watch because it'll be like someone's opinion on the top 10 movies uh, for Marvel or something. And I'll think to myself that this is so wrong objectively. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, I, I want to like make one, but I'm like, oh, that's not really in my lane of content. So I don't then I'll comment or. You know, getting these like uh, I'll write like these like theses basically on these in the, in the comment <laughs> section, yeah. Or or actually, one of my favorite things about the FYP page and seeing weird content is the comment section. Oh yeah, it's all about the comments. Yes. That's that's our catchphrase yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't scroll a single video without first looking at the comments because yeah. sometimes that's where the content is. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes a video, I'm like, why is this? at all why does this have millions of views and then you realize yeah. the, comments, the comments yeah oh yeah and that's how it was for dad and i he had a fake account that he would in the morning uh, uh there's this ipod i got i mean ipad i got him for christmas and he would scroll on there and look at the comments from the posts that we were doing together <laughs> and like our family would send uh screenshots of, of comments and everything <laughs> and, uh yeah that it's i mean it's, we got a lot of ideas from yeah. comments yeah and probably like more laughter from the comments than, than even our own content or the content in, in out there in general. And it's so crazy to see like things that some people pick up and even say that's like, wow, people's minds just work uh, different. I wish mine like worked like that and was on point with, with some of the things or, yeah. or things that like, they're like, oh, you should have included this too. And I'm like, dang, I, I like, how did I not think of that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's really cool to see that uh, on there. Yeah, have you made any friends through TikTok, through the community? Like, I guess, do you consider yourself an influencer? Oh, man, I always, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't, I don't know. I mean, by like definition and everything, I, I don't know, my, me and my girlfriend were talking about it and I said, um, well, you know, I don't really do a whole bunch of brand stuff or, or say like the day in the life of or, or vlogging or anything like that. But I, like with the following, there's, a huge thing there and um even on instagram which i think is a little more even personal personal uh because it's more difficult to grow on there and i do get a lot of messages on there i'm probably i don't know i don't know if it's more than TikTok, but there's a lot on there and they're pretty equal and i told her i was like i don't know if i i don't think i'll call myself an influencer even if i like were to get like 10 million followers um or a million on instagram like i think i'm just you know lucky to be here and that's what dad and i said too when we did it the first round um and i think there's something a little special with that too is because we're like i'm just a normal uh guy and, and so is dad and um we're like the guys who are in the in like the the crashers of, of the influencer world um <laughs> we're kind of lucky to be there and and making a little ruckus here and there. 
so I, I think I think I'll maintain kind of that stance and um, even with acting uh, I'll, I'll you know when the big days come I'll probably still say that too I can say I'm very happy that you crashed the party. You're a welcome addition. So I love that you say that. And then also, so have you made uh, friends from the internet and from gaining the following other, other content creators? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of, uh, a lot of really cool friends. Um, One, uh, Susie Vidal, she does uh, only pans videos. Um, She created this like concept for like cooking and it was uh, like only pans edition. uh, And, she'll always make these like innuendos in the cooking uh, videos and um, very, very, very like beautiful woman. Uh, she reminded me of like my neighbor growing up. So like I immediately I was commenting um, on her stuff. Like I, th- I don't think gorgeous or anything like that, but like take my breath, like you took my breath away or something <laughs> like that. I think January, 2021. And, um, and then she commented back and like after probably like, <laughs> like two months of that, uh, she finally followed me and, um, it felt like she was like a little sister online That's awesome. at that yeah. point. Like it went from like having this crush on like America's sweetheart, um, <laughs> uh, to like, like she's like a, such a cool person and a good friend. And, and one who reached out to me when pops passed and, you know, gave me some great advice that grief isn't linear. And so it's like, okay, to feel those, those up and down days and, um, and to know that like, it's not the same for everybody. So that was like really, really special to me. And um, I love seeing the creativity in her posts and um, what she's doing in life, just even outside of everything online, because she's huge online, like almost a million on, on Instagram too. So that's that's one really cool friend that, that I've got to to meet, e-meet. And uh, we'll probably do a collab sometime the next time I'm in Arizona um, where I'm crashing one of her OnlyPans videos. I love that. <laughs> Uh, you know, another one is uh, uh, Charles Laughlin uh, or, or Chaz. Um, he's really, really cool. He is in a lot of Darman videos, which I don't know if you guys have heard of Darman, but he's one of the biggest YouTube, I mean, yeah, YouTube creators. He has a whole studio and everything. And they basically have modernized uh, like fables, um, those underlying messages underneath them, you know, like don't steal from old people and, and things like that. And built a huge studio out of that and he's Charles is one of the main actors there um and he and I met uh from dad and I's account because I had said um in one of the videos that I wanted to move down to LA and pursue acting and he and I had a lot in common his girlfriend actually saw uh the post showed it to him um and then he followed after that um and then saw the acting thing and reached out and at that time he was um, um, a much bigger creator and and obviously someone who is ahead of me in in terms of the the acting game and just someone who is so genuine too and so I had like 30 minutes of his time and and he gave me some great advice and said well when you come down here let's definitely meet up and and we did that and uh, he kind of like brought me into the family there's uh, Carlos and and Mare and Rose Uh, Carlos and Mare they they both uh, are actors for Darman as well and um it was really cool to kind of be part of one of their skits, their shorts, I would say, where I was acting in a closet like I got kidnapped and and to kind of see their process throughout the whole day and um, then take me under their wing was just really, really cool. And because of that interaction came another interaction with a, a really famous gal, um, great dancer, and she's well known for like twerking. Uh, her name is Michaela Dancer. 
and uh, I, you know, didn't even know who she was until uh, we like followed each other later that night. And I'm like, oh my god, this girl's like, she has like a million followers on Instagram and ten or almost fifteen million on TikTok, and and she's so humble. And that the cool thing is that whole group was is just incredibly humble and so welcoming and uh, helpful and everything. Whereas there's a lot of um, animosity down there from, from what I've heard. Um, and I'm really lucky that I haven't been on the receiving side of that. Um, there's a lot of good people in my life, I feel like. And, and they're definitely those, those type of people that I'm just like really, really grateful for um, and uh, could build relationships with. And so that there's that when I was down in LA and um, got to meet uh, obviously Brian's team and, you know, Justin Dang- uh, Dangley. I think it's Justin Danger, uh, but he he's he's really cool. Um, we, you know, exchanged messages on TikTok. Uh, Richard Jefferson, who is an NBA champion, and uh, he and I are, are friends on there. We've talked about uh, our our fathers and, um, and you know the passing of that. So that's kind of connected us. And and even um, oh man, this one gal who I haven't been on mine and dad's account and I don't go on there too often, but uh, she was one of like the first celebrities to follow us and comment. Um, and I'm spacing her name. I feel really bad about that, but she was in like scary movies. She was the blonde one in the, in the second one at the beginning, um, who was the like, in front of the TV and one of the ones who gets killed. And she's been on a whole bunch of stuff, but she was a playboy model at one point, married to Jim Carrey and now um, married. Oh, Mrs. Wahlberg. Um, she's married into the Wahlberg family and, um, and a, a great actress and all that. She was one, Jenny, uh, Jenny Wolver. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she was nice. one, like, one of the first like celebrities to follow us. And that like showed dad and I, uh, like, wow, you just never know who's going to see your, your stuff, you know? Yeah. That's why I love TikTok. A lot of creators not only have like such supportive audiences, just the amount of people that you meet and the doors it opens is just the best sort of tool. It's yeah, that's why yeah, oh, yeah. TikTok is the best. It's insane. And it did, I will say, like a, a lesson to anybody kind of getting into entertainment and acting. The in my mind, like strategically, if I was down in L.A., I was going to do uh, like background and standard work. Um, and kind of focus on that and have a good attitude and, and kind of attract the, the good people around. Um, Cause that's something dad always said, like, if you're, if you're you, you'll never have to worry about it. But being away from LA, that next option was creating content. And when I moved here, I was a little hesitant, especially when I got in a relationship with my girlfriend and, and just the, the kind of the responsibility that comes with like the four children and everything. Um, and she says, well, what was your game plan? And it was creating content and knowing that when it comes to getting an agent, um, that was going to be the way that it happened. So that's, that's actually did happen. I found my agent through, uh, he DM'd me and we had had a few people DM us agency wise, um, that I just thought was, wasn't a good call. And I felt really, really good about, uh, Nick had a conversation with him and he was just going to, it was for branding originally it's with grail talent out of obviously London and, and then I come to find out that he's also he's worked with the Oscars and uh, he works with Nicholas Dante, who owns Golden Artist Entertainment down in West Hollywood. So I was like, so you're an agent for acting as well. And he is. So he represents me for both of that and has sent me just a ton of auditions. It's very 
difficult to get that as an actor. I mean, you're shoot. I mean, if you get three to four a year, you're really like kind of on the lucky side. And it's been probably like 20, 27 audition requests in the past few months. So I feel really, really lucky to, to have him and he just works really hard. And yeah, he's awesome. So in that, relationship became out of social media that's awesome all right we're gonna get into our lightning round now so we have a few questions and just the first thing that pops in your head uh let us know what you think first question how old are you 25 so are you too old for tiktok no no it's the right answer no one's too old for tiktok no one's too old there's an (laughs) there's an audience for everybody totally totally Is uh, Deadpool too old for TikTok? Certainly not. <laughs> Certainly not. I can't wait until I find the audience, the true, like, reaching everybody audience uh, with Deadpool. I don't think I've hit it yet. Yeah. What is your favorite recent trend or dance you've seen on TikTok? Ooh, my favorite trend. That's tough because I don't really do too many trends. Uh, oh, there was one where I'm walking out of um this room right and everybody was doing it you know when they're at parties or something and like they go to the bathroom at a party and and you know you got to play it cool and everything i i did it one i did it to that and was just kind of walking to the music and that one was a fun one i i don't do too many trends though i think um i'd have to think of i don't know i don't think i've oh oh one yeah yeah i did do a trend like a couple months ago it was this guy who was uh, saying kind of unmotivational things like, I can't drink tonight. I have work tomorrow morning. I can't drink tonight. You know, I have a court hearing, you know, like something like that. So I, I hopped on that trend. Um, I've there's a there's a content creator, Evan Williams, who he created the credit card fraud department guy oh, yeah. where he calls and, and it's like, he's like oh this wasn't you and you hear gunshots in the background <laughs> so i it's like i uh basically emulated that for the netflix version um oh of netflix calling the person and saying was this you logging in in austin texas um or dallas and uh there's there's some times where i'll see someone do something and i'll i'll recreate it in a new way and uh, and definitely tag tag mm-hmm. them and, and give them the idea respect there because those guys work very, very hard at doing that stuff. Um, and if you don't, my God, there's some people out there who I, <laughs> feel, I feel like will you. find oh, you. Yeah. They will come before, for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On, on stuff that like was genuinely like just me doing a video on it. And like they're like tag the creator. And I was like, who's the creator of it? And, especially with TikTok, when, like almost everything is a trend or, right. or almost everything has been done. You know. Yeah, it's tough. What's your number one piece of TikTok advice? Consistency, definitely consistency, and having fun with it. You know, not not like not being afraid to step out of your comfort zone in niche too. I think that's a big lesson I'm even learning still. Is like it doesn't have to be all the same. And I think even by testing a whole bunch of different things. You, you're helping your TikTok algorithm not die. Yeah. So like some pieces of content, even even on the days that aren't good, you know, you keep on posting because you'll get out of that and TikTok has its up and downs with, you know, even dad would say sometimes like, oh, I guess we're done. <laughs> and uh, I'd say, no, just, just wait it out another week and, and yeah. we'll get out of that slump because it's not even our fault. And then 
you repost that same piece of content later and, and it just goes crazy. So I'd say just have fun with it and, and don't take it too serious. Even when you're on the side of getting brand deals and, um, and monetizing your account, it's good to like hold on to the, the core value of, of like why you're doing it. And if, if it's for entertainment, then you won't really be worried about the numbers too much. Where do you see the future of TikTok? Mm, I don't, I don't know where I see the future of, of TikTok, but I hope it's more in the direction of YouTube and kind of how they pay their creators too. TikTok is vastly underpaying a lot of the creators that spend a lot of time um, on their platform. And like YouTube, I mean, the CPM for it's three to five dollars per thousand views with TikTok, I think it's like three to five cents, um, depending on multiple things, comments, shares, uh, likes, view time and everything. And um, so I, I, I hope it goes more in the direction of, of YouTube. With that, it's still a really young platform. So it's it's just having fun with it and 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 have like it's an investment of your time too. Uh, if you're if you're looking at really becoming like a content creator for um, making a living off of too. So yeah, yeah, that's a hopeful thing. Yeah, I like that. What's one thing you want people to know about you that they can't get through your social media presence or your TikTok presence? I think they know I'm pretty weird, but yeah. <laughs> I I'm like. I say things that are really like just, just off. Um, like to my girlfriend, she'll say something and I'll just say the, like just off, like something that doesn't make sense, but it does perfectly. And, uh, it, you know, like, how did you think of that? Like that's my mind will go and just say comedically, uh, funny things, but yeah, weird at the same time. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd say that I, one thing they probably don't know about me is I'm really good at throwing a football. Yeah. I'm passionate about that, you know. All right, final question. We will wrap up with tell us all your tags everywhere we can follow you. And if there's anything upcoming you're working on you want everybody to, to know about, let us know. Yeah, all my tags, uh, simply text on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. I'm going to be focusing a lot more time on, on YouTube as well. Tex Kelly, which was uh, Tex and John. Um, I changed it because I didn't want TikTok to take the plat TikTok profile down. Um, I don't post too often on there, but I post often enough that it doesn't get taken down. And upcoming news, I got booked for a movie in October and November. Um, oh, an adaptation. Yeah, yeah. So it's I'm really pumped for that. It's an adaptation of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's uh, A Shadow Out of Time. And he's basically like the the inventor of like modern horror. Stephen King got a lot of his inspiration from H.P. Lovecraft. And um, I'm really excited about the movie because it, it kind of explores uh, loss with a father and a son in a different way than, than it's more on the mental side of things. So, yeah, that's going to be a really, really fun one. And yeah, yeah, some good stuff coming on the Deadpool side of things and, and hopefully sooner than later with Ryan and his team. But um, yeah, something new, new every single day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. I also, I really appreciate you being vulnerable and just super, super genuine. And I think your story can help other people. So it's just incredible that you are who you are. And thank you for taking the time to talk with us. This has been amazing. Everyone needs to go follow you and uh, keep us posted on what's to come. 
Yeah, thank you, thank you, ladies. Sorry if I talked too much. I have a habit of just kind of spiraling into conversation. No, it was perfect. That's what podcasts are all about. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. Okay. laughs> thank you. Please rate, review, subscribe, share the podcast with friends, visit the blog, too old for TikTok.com, the number two, the number four, and see you next week. Bye, everybody.